news is one of the most insightful businesswomen that I know. Sarah is absolutely amazing. Sarah's wisdom, enthusiasm, and positive outlook on life motivates me to be a better person. Her ability to see the very best in people is just awesome. Sarah's coaching and mentoring inspired me to become an entrepreneur. What an inspiration. Welcome to the Destined for Greatness podcast, where we believe that each person is destined for greatness. I am your host, Sarah Noose, and I'm joined by my handsome co-host, who's my husband, Adam. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Good. This is a fun episode. Fun, fun. (laughs) We are talking with Richard Goff, who had the Ennea game, which is a play off the Enneagram, which you and I have been super interested in. Yeah. You know, I think some people love personality tests and some people hate them. We love them. (laughs) We love them. And to think that Richard created a game based on personality tests, that's just really cool. It is really cool. And one of my favorite things is I think he recognizes my personality because there's a instruction book. Yeah. And at the end it said, too long, didn't read. If you draw this card, you're out of the game. If you draw this card, you stay in the game. (laughs) So I love that he knew my personality type and made instructions yeah. Nice and simple. Yes. I didn't want to read the whole thing. Right. I like a uh, nice, short, sweet. I know. I love it. The The cool thing is, is that, you know, yes, we do like personalities and this game is based on personalities, but also we love games. Like we love game night. We have people over play games. And now this is a new fun one um, of somebody that created it that we know and like and so i think that's even cooler yeah this weekend is going to be our first time to have friends over to play it yeah and, uh, looking forward to getting into it i know it's going to be really interesting to see different personalities i actually already talked to one couple that's coming over and um they're pumped about it and have already researched it so i'm like ooh, that's definitely a personality if you've already researched the game that we're playing before you come over which is not our personality. <laughs> I know. We're like, um, let's open the box and play right now. So I love it. But what's really cool too about Richard and um, what he's doing is he had an idea. And what did he do? He took action. Took action. You know how much I love that? Like, I love that he hasn't just sat back and thought, oh, it would be really cool to have a game. He thought that, but then he took action and actually created a game. And the way he describes this in our interview with him is that he got a bunch of friends together and just kind of figured it out together. And I think that's just super special and super cool that he was able to do it that way. Yeah. And if your dad is Bob Goff, then you probably (laughs) have to dream big and do big things and, uh, and not have any limits to what you're doing. Right. I'm sure he's heard that his whole life. So Right. And when the idea came, he knew how to do it. He knew how to do it. And he's equally as cool as his dad. I think that whole family just has like extra coolness on them. And they dream big and they take action and they just live life without limits, which I think is such a lesson to all of us. Um, just to, you know, think of something or if we have a dream, just to go for it. And I think their personality, he explains what he is. He's a seven, which... um I, I think is just 
exactly what a seven would do is just like, okay, let's do it. Let's try it. You know? And, um, one of the things that he talks about is how he has like a load of these games coming to his garage and he's like, we're just going to put them in the garage. And his wife is not a seven. And so she's like, okay, wait, we need a plan. We need, you know, to do X, Y, Z. And so I think that Enneagram helps us all understand each other better, but I think an Enneagram, this Enneagram game is going to be so fun, um, to just get to know friends around a dinner table in a fun and relaxing way. So I'm excited to do it. And I think this game will be one that we use over and over and over. And the more we do, the more we'll get to understand really the Enneagram too. Yeah. And I think playing this game in my office setting would be really fun just to kind of understand the different personalities and different dynamics that are there. And, And it makes so much sense when you start seeing what their personality types are. I think that's why we get such a kick out of it is trying to figure out what other people are and and what, how to explain how they are. Right. I love that. I love that. Well, let's tune over to Richard Goff. And then two, I want to say that we are having somebody, Christy Rolls is going to come on our show after this episode. So next week's episode, and she's going to explain the Enneagram to us. So we're going to introduce the game because this is launch day for, um, Richard. And he talks on the podcast, how to find this game, but then she'll go into different personality types. And I think it's really cool that we can kind of link the two together so we can fully understand the Enneagram and the Enneagram game. So let's pop over and listen to Richard Goff. Well, I am so excited to be here with Richard Goff talking about the Enneagram. I mean, what have you come up with? I'm so excited about this game. The Enneagram game oh, man. is so cool. Well, dang, thank you so much for having me in the first place. This just feels really fun to be able to talk about it. But yeah, we've, we've come up with a card game based on the Enneagram. My good friend, Johnny Meyer and I, put our heads together and came up with this really fun idea and just kind of brought it to life. I love it because people are fascinated with the Enneagram. Now for our listeners who don't know what it is, can you describe what the Enneagram is and does for people? Yeah, you bet. I I don't claim to be an expert in all things Enneagram. There's a bunch of awesome resources out there for folks who who want to learn about it more in depth. There's a a good friend, Ian Cron, who's Mm -hmm. written a book called Road Back to You, which is amazing and i would (laughs) highly recommend that just kind of diving into what it is but just in in kind of broad strokes it's um a personality system uh kind of like myers-briggs or those other ones that folks might be familiar with and um what it does is it just kind of tells you about what some of your uh natural kind of characteristics or tendencies might look like so the enneagram has nine types that uh people tend to to fall into and you're you're one of those nine and it it's more fun in in my mind at least than some of the other personality types views it kind of goes into the why of right um kind of what motivates you to do things so you know, day to day as you're bumping into different situations or, or people it kind of helps explain some of those knee-jerk reactions that that you have to think. So I geek out on it and I feel like every <laughs> conversation ends up in our friend group about the Enneagram. So we ended up just translating some of that into making a game. That is so cool. I can't wrap my brain around how you make a game. Like 
I love games. Adam and I play games yes. a lot. Like one of my favorite things is to have people over and it's game night. Like it always, tur- I know yeah. if they're good friends cause it turns into game night. I'm like, okay, this, these yes. are good people. Um, but to think about some of the games that we play and how to actually create it. Um, let me ask, are you a seven on the Enneagram? Yeah. <laughs> if my if my enthusiasm did not translate, I am I am yes. 100% a seven. I love for, it. For the uninitiated, is definitely the the balloons and fireworks and donuts personality. Yes, I love that. Now, for the listeners who don't know, um, your dad is Bob Goff, who was on our yes. first episode of Destined for Greatness, and I've gotten to know him over the past three or four years and just love him, but then got to spend some time with you out at his awesome birthday party, and it, yeah. it was a room full of a lot of sevens, it felt like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think you might be right. Yes, I'm like, wow, this is awesome. You know, I used to think I was a seven, um, or maybe, and maybe I was, do people change their numbers over time? You know what? I I don't know if, if that has science to back it up, but definitely for me, I feel like there's different phases of life that I'll go through Mm -hmm. where I feel like I'm leaning on certain uh, personality characteristics or I feel like I kind of noodle around. So I I definitely feel like that, that might be a thing. Right. Okay. Now you said there's nine fundamental personality types. Can you go through um, what each one of, and you don't have to go through the describing parts of it, yeah. but just the names of what they are for us? Yeah, you bet. So just really broadly, the personality types would be uh, the one, which is sort of the uh, you know perfectionist improver. Uh, they're certainly really detail oriented and kind of see the world as something that could be improved. Mm-hmm. The two is the helper, um, super empathetic, giving of their time and and their love to other people. Um, three is the achiever. That personality type is definitely the the go getter. Um, mm. They're they're really achievement oriented, um, success driven type people. The four uh, a lot of people refer to as the individualist. They're super well represented in creative sorts of roles. So they're really in tune with their own emotions. Um, and are, are wildly creative type people. Mm-hmm. The five, um, some some people call it the, the researcher. Um, they're like the deep dive people. They're the people who can just <laughs> go a mile deep on a subject, know yes. every in and out of things. <laughs> Almost kind of that like that professor kind of mind. Right. Um, really brilliant type people. Um, the six is the loyalist. Um, they're sometimes... Um, thought of as being worst case scenario thinkers, but mm. I like to just think that they're really keen on keeping an eye on things. They're just <laughs> really, which is a beautiful thing because it could be the people who are important to them. They're right. really hyper aware, fiercely loyal. The seven, which is uh, the enthusiast, <laughs> which I definitely identify with, is um, the type of personality that just is like hungry to try a bunch of new things, mm-hmm. um, which I think maybe might have a little bit of a DNA in this (laughs) podcast in that you're encouraging people to like get out there and dream and try things and make things a reality. Right. And the last two, uh, the eight is the challenger. Um, that, that type is fierce. They're totally fine with conflict. Mm -hmm. They will call it like it is. (laughs) Um, and then the nine is, uh, the peacemaker. So that personality, um, just wants to kind of keep the peace. They have a, my wife is a nine and she's really, 
beautiful way of just kind of keeping everything <laughs> really even keeled. So awesome. just at a really high altitude, that would be the nine types. That is so cool. I bet a nine and a seven. Now, I don't know. I'm not as well learned on this, but a nine and a seven, I would think she would keep the peace on if you wanted to do something crazy. She'd be like, okay, well, it makes him happy. This is good. <laughs> is that yeah. is that kind of how that works? Yeah, I would definitely say at least for Ashley and I, our dynamic where I, I tend to be a little bit of let's put the plane on, you know, the runway and just kind of see how it goes where mm -hmm. she's like, ah, like what, what, what would be a way to do this that causes the least catastrophe <laughs> and keeps the, the peace and kind of that, that tranquil water uh, going. That. So it's a definitely a good balancing act. I that think. is so cool. Okay. So you and your friends are learning about the Enneagram. You're loving it. And then tell me what happens when you're like, we could start a game. Like how does that even come as an idea? And then how quickly after you thought of it, did you take action to start putting the pieces together? Yeah, I, man, I really got to credit my, my dear friend, John Niemeyer. Him and I are definitely the the two people in our friend group who get lit up <laughs> about game night. He is also an Enneagram 7. Uh, the two of us together, I think, are like strapping a couple fireworks together at <laughs> once and then launching it. So I love uh, it. He and I were literally just texting one day and it started just like, even through a text message thread coming up with some of the rules wow. for a game we could try out at game night. And, and like I was saying before, every single hangout seems to devolve into us talking <laughs> about the Enneagram. So wow. we just started kicking around this idea of, Oh wait, what if you took some of those attributes of each one of those nine personality types and made them superpowers in right. a card game? So as people were maybe learning about the Enneagram for the first time, it was a really easy way to just start picking up the rhythm of mm -hmm. some of those different flavors that show up over and over. So it literally was, I think maybe two days of just kind of knocking around ideas. Wow. And then we printed up some really sketchy looking cards <laughs> just on computer paper and invited a whole bunch of people over and just kind of figured it out. It was actually really quick wow. to come up with how it might work. Wow. Okay. Can you explain how the game works? If we're sitting around a table, how does it look? Yeah, essentially it, I would compare it, um, a lot to maybe a game like Uno where you've okay. got your hand full of cards and each one of the personality types, um, kind of threads into the game because you play the superpowers of each type to try and be the last person left in the game. And so okay. you're playing the different cards and each one of them kind of allows you to embody each one of those um, personality types, which ends up being a really <laughs> fun thing when you're sitting around a table with people who might know what they are or are trying to figure it out because you start identifying that pattern of like, oh my gosh, every time you play that seven card, things get crazy. <laughs> So it, it's, yeah, just a really fun game to, to play with friends. We had a lot of fun. Wow. Together. That is so cool. It definitely sounds like something that I would love to try. So as an entrepreneur, because that's obviously what you are with coming up with this and then taking action, what are the steps of even creating games? So you realize this game works, but then there's so yeah. many more steps that you've had to take because this is going to launch here the end of September where people are going to be able to purchase it. And actually it's available now through Kickstarter, 
is that that's correct? People could get on today and and get yeah, it. Yeah, the, the Kickstarter okay. just wrapped up, but okay. the website's going to be launching at the end of September, so people can definitely check it out there. Okay, okay. So how does that work? So you decide, okay, buddy, we have this game. We had people over; they like it. Do you guys manufacture it? Do you have to send it off someplace? I mean, there's design. I mean, it's beautifully designed. How does all how does that take place, especially for two sevens that? probably are going full force but is there yes. are, are you both detailed also because is that a seven no <laughs> not at all okay. that is definitely not my strong suit <laughs> i think that there's this kind of tendency to just start sprinting mm-hmm. in a bunch of different directions and um, maybe for people who listen to this podcast who are trying to identify a dream of theirs and are trying to put it into action if there's anybody who's like me i definitely feel like i and tracking a thousand things a minute right. and it's often hard to pick a singular mm. direction to be running in because it feels like maybe by uh, committing to one thing, it's as if I'm saying no to like the infinite yes. other possibilities. And yes. so there's something that can be kind of paralyzing about that because mm-hmm. I don't want to say no to stuff. So I don't want to commit to something right. and end up in that weird kind of in between. So I think what made this kind of easy was uh sort of drafting off of everyone's collective Mm. enthusiasm about it and not letting it just be something that was only relying on my commitment level or my excitement level because I certainly get distracted easy or discouraged easy and so I think that 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 might be something that uh folks could be thinking through as as they're chasing down something that seems like it might be Mm. a dream of theirs I would pull together a bunch of important people in your life to be with you in that because that made it so much more fun Mm. that we had all of our friend group involved in it. They're helping us come up with rules. We're suggesting rules and we'd play around like that and be like, that was a terrible (laughs) rule. We should not ever play with it. We should love rules like, okay, if you draw this card, that means you have to play with an accent for the rest of the game. It's like, all right, we're never doing that again. That was terrible. But it ended up being this really collaborative thing that kind of, uh, compounded everyone's collective creativity and energy and, and kind of funneled it in a single direction. Wow. I love that. And I do think you made such a good point because there's a lot of people, and I would say specifically entrepreneurs, we're wired with lots of different things. And I would say that I'm really great at starting things. Like Mm. I love starting, but finishing oftentimes, like I get bored, you know, I've made it three fourths the way and I'm like, ah, there's the idea of it, but tying it up in a bow where every detail is perfectly done is hard. It it gets hard for me. And so I think you're right with surrounding yourself with people that can help you get to the finish line, you know, and if you're not one of those starters to, you know, be around a starter that then, you know, if you are very organized and detail oriented, it's really great, um, to, you know, kind of team up with people like that. That is so cool. Okay. Now tell me, do numbers go together as far as, um, a one and a three or get along or, or, or anything like that? Or is it like, how does that work? I would say that the the types just play together in kind of infinite combos and in really fascinating and and beautiful ways and mm-hmm. and kind of to your point that uh, everyone's got their own superpowers and kind of with that uh, in the same stroke everybody's got a little bit of their blind spots I'd say you know uh, to your point of being easy to get excited about something and then harder pressed to finish something right. uh, it's it's better for me to surround myself with folks 
who are really good with the details. And I remember finding that to be fascinating. It's like, wait, do you, are you, you actually enjoy the details? Like that, <laughs> no. I, like that was, that's always such a huge bummer for me. Right. So then when you find folks who are like, no, 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 that's my superpower. Yeah. It actually puts everyone in this really awesome spot to just do what they're beautifully designed to do. Yes. And so I think when you can identify the things that are your sort of go-to moves, your behaviors that mm. um, make you awesome, but then also sometimes can um, cause you not to be able to finish things or not do things as well. Finding other people who are not only really good at those things, but might enjoy them. I think you'd right. be surprised to find out that those are the people who actually dig the thing yes. that's really tough for you to do. So yeah, <laughs> I, I think that. they all play together like that. That is so cool. I do think it's so interesting how God created us because you hit it on the head. Like I am so big picture, but details, I'm like, who really needs mm. the details? But when I yes. go to an event and there's details, I'm like, gosh, every detail is perfect, you know? And so it is amazing how you can work together with people. And two, I think the game that you have will help families and friends will understand each other better too. When you really understand yes. who you are, it's like, wow, I understand your reaction to this because of this is who you are and this is how I am. So I think that's so cool. Now tell me a little bit because, um, a lot of people have ideas and dreams, but the take action piece is tricky. Um, when you are with Kickstarter, tell us a little bit about what kickstarter.com is and what it does for somebody that has a goal for a business. Yeah, Kickstarter was a, a really good fit for what we were trying to do because it allowed people to sort of be in on the process of creating mm -hmm. something that didn't really exist before. Um, it's, it's just like a really great weather balloon for um, seeing if there's interest out there. If you're, you know, kind of blazing a trail and it's something like uh, what we created where it's really tangible. It's, it's a product and people can see it. It's a cool way to then put that out in the world. Say, hey, who else thinks this is a cool idea? Because at least our friend group thinks this is really right. fun, but it's right. an awesome way to sort of get a pulse on if other people would be interested. So that was a really fun element of creating something is that you get that feedback loop of what the people in your life think and then putting it out onto a website like Kickstarter and saying, this is what we're trying to accomplish mm -hmm. and drafting the enthusiasm of a whole bunch of people I don't even know right. to then create it. Yeah, that's awesome. So people pledge money and say, when this comes out, I want that. Is that how that works? Yeah, it's essentially like a pre-order. For, for, okay. I, I think there's probably a couple ways that you could go about creating a, a Kickstarter just depending mm -hmm. on, on what you're doing. But if it's something as as tangible and concrete as a product like the INEA game is, and it, it physically existed because we were able to create a prototype of our own, right. then we were able to show that to people through the Kickstarter and say, this is what we're hoping to create. Is this something you'd be interested in? And right. then by pledging to support the Kickstarter, you're essentially just pre-ordering the game, but yeah. it's a kind of all or nothing thing where you set a goal and if you don't hit it, it's just a really clear, yeah. resounding no from the market. They're saying right. you don't want your game, but yeah. then it ended up being the success and people <laughs> were really excited about it. So now we've got a whole bunch of them on our way uh, to the house here and we'll start shipping them out. Wow. Well, you, um, surpassed your goal by quite a bit. If I remember looking at that, that was wild. Um, I think we hit our goal in just under 30 minutes, which was what? 
shocking. <laughs> that was shocking. You have got to be kidding. Now tell me this, has Ian played your game yet? Cause he, you know, I, I got to meet him actually at your house. He came at one of the yes. dream bigs. He came and brought his book and talked to us a little bit, but has he played your game? I've not played with him, but I've okay. talked to him uh, about the game. So wow. uh, I gotta, I gotta set up a game night. I, you know, my dream scenario would be just setting up a game night with all of these uh, Enneagram thought leaders who yes. I respect so much, and just have a massive, very, very true seven fashion. Have yes. a massive game massive night party. at the house with them. Donuts, balloons, maybe a pony. I mean, knowing the of way course. you party, yeah. that's the way it works. That is so cool. Well, I am so excited. And what I love for people to hear is no matter what they're creating or what their dream or goal is, is it's that take action piece. Because you could have sat there for a long time and said, this would be so cool, man, we could do this if we did this. But what you did in two days, it sounds like, is really put the hard work in and let's come up with this. And then you surrounded yourself with people and then took action. What would be your advice to somebody that has a dream or goal or an idea and just doesn't even know where to start? What would be your advice to them? Yeah, I, I think uh, part part of the takeaway from doing this is um, giving yourself that freedom to just sort of try a, a bunch of stuff that just seems interesting or even just fun to you. I definitely don't have the, the authority as a thought leader in the Enneagram or the experience in making games like I've this, I would be a complete uh, <laughs> novice at all of this, but I think if if you get yourself hung up on waiting for that perfect moment, almost like that sword in the stone moment right. where it's like that was the definitive starting point and right. then it all fell into place, I think there's also something to be said about just texting with your buddy and coming up with something fun and then just start, start down that path and yeah. see where it leads and you'll get um, – some feedback pretty quickly. There'll be either some resistance to it. You don't have to adjust or things will just start falling into place naturally, or you'll be able to identify the, the next moves. And so I think for people maybe trying to figure out what that dream thing is, I would encourage you kind of both to uh, not get hung up maybe on that singular kind of moment. Mm -hmm. Like it's going to just, it'll all make sense all at once. And right. that'll be the thing kind of, experiment around and try different things but then when when you do find something it does start to work commit to it and, mm -hmm. and find a way to finish it so that you don't have just all of these unfinished paths going in right. a bunch of different directions but definitely don't miss the opportunity to try things. I love that. That is such great advice. Well, for those people who are really wanting to play the game, how do they get their hands on one? I know it's not released yet, but what what would they do? Yes, at the end of September, the IndiaGame.com is okay. launching, and uh, people can go there and and get a copy. We've we've ordered a massive amount from them <laughs> from a, a factory overseas, and uh, they were asking us. We placed the order; it's about ten thousand copies, and they asked, "Do you have like a, a loading dock and a, a forklift for all this?" I was like, "We have a garage skateboard, and it's going to be so fun when that." Pulls up. So again, I think this will be the perfect example of a seven and a nine being married. I was yeah. like, yeah, sure, we could do it. And <laughs> Ashley went out to the garage with a tape measure and we're, we're thinking we oh might need to, to get rid of a couple boxes. to make That room. is so funny. I love that because you're just like, let's just go with it. So then are you guys shipping them out yourself? You're doing all that work? Yes. For, yeah. for this round, because yeah. we've, we've got a bunch of awesome, uh, uh, supporters on Kickstarter who yeah. uh, have all theirs pre-ordered. So we'll, we'll have a big old 
packing party with a bunch of friends in the driveway yeah. here. We're, we're going to stuff about 3,000 uh, packages with the game, and then John and I will, will send them out. I love that. You know what I love about that is I think a lot of times – people wait like, well, I don't have the warehouse. Well, I don't have people to help ship where entrepreneurs, it's you do it yourself until you can't any longer. And so I think it's just a perfect example to be like, okay, hun, here's some room in our garage and we're having a party in the driveway. Like what a perfect way to just launch something so great. Well, Richard, you are a joy. You remind me so much of your dad, just so much wisdom and joyfulness. (laughs) And it's just so awesome. And I can't wait to get my copy of the Enia game and just um, get to sit around the table with a bunch of my friends learning about them and learning about this game. So thank you so much for your time. Uh, Thanks so much, Sarah. Hey, it's Sarah Noose, and I believe that you are destined for greatness. Do you have a dream inside of you? You think about wanting more out of life? Well, I have seen incredible life change happen all across the country by women who have signed up for my four-week accountability group. I would love to offer you the opportunity for real life change. Head on over to saranoose.com and sign up. There's limited spots available, but I would love to get to know you, have you join, and watch you conquer your dreams. If this podcast was helpful, it would mean the world to me to have you rate it, review it, and share it on social media. Social media is a big place, and to reach more people, I would love your help. Thank you for joining us today, and remember, you are destined for greatness.